Welcome to the Death Taco Podcast. I'm your host, Chris, and today I'm joined by Calvin. It's your boy. And uh, today we're here to talk about the 1984 horror film directed by Fritz Kirsch, written by the horror legend Stephen King, Children of the Corn, 1984. But before we get into that, I'm going to go ahead and let Calvin do his plugs. That's right. It's your boy, Chipotle Son. You can check me out on Facebook and on Twitch. It's Chipotle Son 01. We live stream every day, multiple times a day. And uh, come check me out, show your support, and just know that uh, somebody does suck more than you, and it's me. And that's not like sound effects in the background, if you can hear it. I know it sounded like for, for atmosphere, we put a storm in, but no. He's just bringing the fucking storm, yo. That's right. Bringing the storm, baby. And uh, as for me, you guys, you can check out the Instagram page, the TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, all that shit. Um, I've had somebody ask me recently, like, how do they put in requests for videos? I'm going to be making an email soon, but in the meantime, just hitting up either the YouTube comments or the Instagram comments where I post thumbnails and shit. So those usually go up before so you can know what videos are coming. Um, but yeah, that's just the information I want to put out early on. Cause I know doing them at the end of a two hour podcast, not everybody's going to fucking get right. there, bro. <laughs> but with that being said, let's go ahead and get into children of the corn. Um, so we both saw this movie very young, right? Yes. This is kind of one of those cornerstones on my mind of like horror films. Yeah. Stephen King in general, bro. He's got bangers. All of oh. his movies for me are just all of them. I think that's because the sci-fi channel loved him, bro. That's where like my dad lived at, like on that channel when he'd fall asleep. So I was exposed to, you know, Cujo, Christine, fucking, um, this, the mist, the yeah. list goes on and, and on. on and on. He's probably got pages filled of movies that he's done and books that he's written. Um, Cujo, I'm glad you said Cujo, man. Cujo was a that's another classic one that I liked. Yeah, yeah, and uh, a lot of those stories, bro, are hort short are hort short hort. horror stories. <laughs> they're uh, called novellas because they're only like 80 pages long or something. Like when I listened to the Children of the Corn book, I think it was only like a two hour audible book. I listened to the audio book. Oh shit. So, it's recommended if you want to check some of those out. However, though, I looked up It for shits and gigs, and I started listening to it. It's like a fucking 40-hour goddamn audible. Oh, shit. I got like 10 hours in, and I'm like, oh, God, there's another four of these I got to (laughs) do. But, yeah. So, Children of the Corn. This This is one of those fun experiences I like where... I've only seen this on the made-for-TV version. So getting to watch, like, the straight, unedited, uncut, you know, version is yep. dopeness. Yeah. And um, I don't think, I don't know, would you say there was more blood than you remember? Yeah. Yeah. I'd say there, there is a lot more blood, there is right? A lot the more kills blood. are a lot more graphic and stuff. Yeah. Especially in the diner. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really know what you'd compare this to. This is pretty, this is a unique premise, bro. It has its own category. Yeah, like, it's definitely, there's culty vibes, a lot of religion. Yeah. Like, Stephen King kind of created, like, his own um, mythology and shit, which was tight. Um, I, I guess to describe the movie, first of all, is, like, there's just this couple driving cross-country. They're yeah. in the Midwest trying to get to Cali or some shit, right? Yeah, it's his birthday, and they're on road tripping it. And um, when they get 
when they when they're crossing, they accidentally hit a kid. Yeah. And uh, now they have this kid. I'm not going to get into what they do because I'll talk about that in the spoiler part. But <laughs> they end up stumbling upon this town where they can't find any adults, and they keep finding all of this like religious corn paraphernalia. Yeah. And that's kind of what the premise of the movie about is them discovering what's happened in this specific town. That's right. And um, yeah, it's just it's unique. I like that whole like Peter Pan Lost Boys. It kind of reminds me of kids doing their own thing, Lord of the Flies type shit. Yeah. And I don't know. Could you think of what you would compare this to, or is this like specific, like a Stephen King thing? Yeah, this just has. This is just a specific Stephen King thing. I can't even think of any movie that would come close uh, to compare to this. Yeah, there's nothing I can really compare it to. It's in its own category, man. I mean, there's really no movie that I could think of that comes close to comparing what happened in this movie. Yeah, the story is very unique. Yeah. Um, I take it back. There is one movie called uh, The Children. Have you seen this? It's a newer movie. It's where just, like, kids flip out and just start, like, murking people. What? No. And, like, literally, like, any child is capable of this. It's about some family out in, like, the middle of uh, some winter country. Or not winter, some winter state, you know, where you're isolated in the snow in some rural part of the town. And their kids just start going nuts. Uh And it's, like, not filmed at all satirically like this. It's dark. Oh, shit. People just, like, legit realizing their kids have turned into, like, Satan. Oh my god, that's called The Children? Yeah. I feel like I could take on some kids. You would think, man. I think... I don't know, something we'll talk about. <laughs> so the main actress in this is uh, Linda Hamilton and then some guy, Peter Horton. I don't know who Peter Horton is, but Linda Linda Hamilton's a chick from Terminator. Oh, I thought she looked familiar. Yeah, yeah. And she's another one of those characters that kind of uh, portrays that believable badass I've talked about before. Uh-huh. Not so much in this one. I think in this one, you know, they played her pretty soft. Yeah. But in the Terminator movies, she's definitely boss. Badass. Hell yeah. So to see her in this, I think I kind of took some, like, Sarah Connor characterations of myself from myself and then put it in this character, which makes her seem probably harder than she was. Because now that I'm thinking about it, she wasn't really too hardcore in this movie. No. No. She was... She was definitely damsel in distress. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. And uh, like I said, I read the book before this. Completely different movies. Not like totally, but just like the story and the end of it. Um, in the book, spoiler alert. Uh, do you know what All in the Family is? That old TV show? Uh-uh. All You've never seen family. it? It's got Archie Bunker? Nope. Uh, it's basically this old, angry, like, white dude. That just like hates his wife, but loves her like subliminally. Oh. And it's like... Uh, it's a sitcom and he's always she's always questioning him like why don't you do this Archie and he's like shut your goddamn mouth Edith I'm gonna do it <laughs> and he's the main dude and he's just always talking shit and he's always grouchy that's more or less who the main guy in this movie was in the books it, okay they're just like a warring couple and he just like nonstop talks about how much he hates his fucking wife oh shit they they did some arguing in the uh <laughs> In the movie, he got he got kind of like that when when they were driving. Kind of, bro. But in the book, it's so much worse. It's like in the book, worse. that's the focus of the story. Is they're like on the brink of divorce as they're like figuring all this shit out. But the main focus is like 
everything they're running into, the husband's like, you fucking bitch. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you know, they get into the car accident. I'm never going to hear the end of this one. Right. Uh, Just fuck. nonstop, bro. But anyways, yes, yeah, so that's the biggest difference between that is the focal point is less on the actual town and stuff. It's more on the couple while this shit's all happening in the background. Uh, but a good a good listen. It's bigger delve into the mythology and stuff, and it's pretty cool. So it's recommended if you want to check that out. But uh, with all that being said, I think we've done a good job of building up to the actual the meat. Yes. So if you haven't seen Children of the Corn 1984, I recommend you going to check it out. Once again, it's an old-ass movie. You should have seen it. And if you're here, <laughs> you want to hear what we think about it. So what are the thoughts, Calvin? Do you like it? I like it. I love Children of the Corn, man. That's always a, a classic for me, man. It's always, a like you said, a cornerstone. Love it, man. It seemed like it was way more gorier in this one. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, but in all honesty, though, I was attacked by... Okay, hold on. First, let me say this. Some of those kids, okay, were fucking adults. It was teenagers of the corn, man. Yeah. It was not children. Those were teenagers, adults young, of the corn. Young, <laughs> young adults adult, of the corn. Young adults of the corn. Um, but those kids, they... Uh, those kids get down, man. Mm-hmm. They took out a whole cafe. I'm aware. I don't see how the logistics don't work out for me, but I mean, you kind of take yourself out of the real world for this story. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, so it's weird because the real main villain of the story is an evil entity, right? Yeah. He who walks behind the The rose. rose. Yeah. And it's like this supernatural. They never say if it's demonic or whatnot. It's some spirit that like, Talks all the kids into murking their parents. Yeah. Which confuses me. Because I didn't remember that part of the story. Yeah, I always thought it was just that little... Yeah, little, I always thought it was the dude. little preacher guy. Yeah. Who, by the way, is like a 20-something-year-old man. Is he really? Yes. And I always want to mock his voice, but I can't fucking <laughs> do it. Like, I'm really good at mocking voices, and I always want to, but I can't. Give it a shot. Hmm. Or do you, will, you will be punished. You will be punished, goddamn you. You will be punished. <laughs> you will be punished. <laughs> you will rue the day. Malachi. It's like that high-pitched fucking... I love that actor, bro. That shit. That kid was fire, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he believed everything. I believe this is a preacher kid that talks 50 kids into murdering their parents. That yep. kid played that part perfectly. He did that. He did that. Him oh, and the main God. bad kid, bro. Yeah. Malachi. Malachi. Yep. I always got. I always thought Malachi was the short little dude, and then Isaac was the tall redheaded killer dude. Mm. Nope. Totally fucking. I started paying attention more. And I'm like, oh shit. Malachi just seems like a short name to me. You know. Yeah. No, I always remember the the carrot top looking motherfucker. Yeah. My boy Malachi, bro. Yeah, <laughs> there's a real specific part that I always have like ingrained in my memory when it comes to this movie, and it's the part where they kidnap Linda Hamilton, uh-huh. and uh, they're he's in the middle of the town, and he's like calling out for that guy while he's in hiding. You remember what he's saying? Bert, uh, her blood will shed. No, no, no. He keeps saying one word in particular. What? What was it? And he says it in this like Cookie Monster voice. I don't know. 
Outlander. Oh, Outlander. Oh, yeah. Outlander. <laughs> we have your woman. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was something I missed. Yeah, the Outlanders. Because <clears throat> he says it like nine times, bro. Yeah. Outlander. <laughs> and, uh. Me and my, I always say that to my girl, bro. I'm always, always, because she fucked up when we were watching The Boys. You ever seen The Boys on Amazon? The Boys. It's a superhero TV show. No, no. I oh, was well, there's, there's a character in it who plays, like, the evil Superman, and his name is Homelander. Uh-uh. And she always fucks it up and calls him Outlander. So as soon as she says it, bro, like, I just got to repeat that. Outlander! 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 <laughs> Anyways, but yeah, so that's why that guy is like forever ingrained in my brain when it comes to this movie. And hell, just that word in general. He's got it like locked. That's how you know like the impact this movie had on me. Because this was before I even ran it back to do this. That was That's his word, man. He knows yeah. that. Outlander! <laughs> but like you said, so the blood. It's not really gory, but there's a lot of blood. Yeah, more than what I remembered. Isn't it like people coughing up blood, stab wounds and shit? Coughing up blood, people get their neck split and blood just going and all the blood on that kid's suitcase. I don't really remember all that. Yeah, yeah. And like we were saying though, like the logistics of a town of kids being able to murk every single adult seems really unlikely. But then again, we don't know like how many kids... Yeah. The element of surprise, maybe because people are separated because it's like a rural town in Nebraska. Yeah. On a side note, the name for the town Gatlin is dope. Yeah, I like that name, Gatlin. Gatlin, uh, Nebraska. Not even. I wonder if it's a real place. It's got to be. It should be now after this. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Bro, they'll name a town fucking anything. Yeah. It's probably like a shaved balls fucking... <laughs> Speaking of that, the reason why I said shave balls is I got hit up on Instagram by this uh, this company, and uh, they were like, hey, I think it's spam, but they're like, hey, we see you have a podcast, and we're reaching out to people to send our product to, and would you like to review it for us on your podcast, blah, 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 and the product was legit just called Shave My Balls. Shave My Balls. Or just shaved balls, something shave like that. Balls. <laughs> what kind of, what do you get when you... If I was to order something like that, like what what are you expecting to get? Like some gel? Or are you just expecting to get some nice pair of shaved balls in there? Something, bro. It better be like the whole cream and shit. Yeah, anything, polish it and all that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, for the right price, dude, I'd sit on this table and just shave my nuts on camera. Just be like, yeah, this stuff is great. It's spread eagle, bro, right here. Just. <laughs> hey, anyway, has more than the balls, no. <laughs> I don't think that's what the people are here for. But no. Just so you not. guys know, those opportunities, they're happening. Oh. Shave balls. Oh, my God. So, Bert now. Bert and, Bert. Yeah. Bert and his wife. So, we're introduced to this couple driving. Oh. And, like I said, it's not... This was very lifetime to me. Their whole relationship, right? It's pretty generic, just random couple in the 80s. Yeah. Going on a road trip, man. Yeah, I said it was his birthday party. I I, I fucked up. It wasn't. His, he graduated out of college, he and it happens grad. to be his birthday. And, and it was his birthday too. I think so. In the book, they were going to drive to like his brother's place on the coast or some shit. But uh-huh. in this, they didn't mention a brother. I know they were just driving, <clears throat> and then uh, he uh, the uh, the mechanic dude man fucked him up. I think he was really setting him up. He told him to avoid the town, though. 
you think he told him the wrong way on purpose? Yeah, I think he told him the wrong way on purpose. I don't get it, though, because didn't they drive down, one road was a dead end, and the other one just went straight to the town? Yeah, he, they were supposed to just go down and uh, came to a fork, right or left. Left was Gatlin, three miles. Hemingford was 19 to the right. He took a right, and literally, all he had to do was go straight, and he sees a sign that says Gatlin, two miles. And it just fucking freaks him out. He just, he's just, bleh, 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 we must have went the wrong way. Turn around. It was me. He even said, someone's been fucking with the signs. He says it? Yeah. Oh, okay, so it's foreshadowing. Someone's been fucking with the signs. And it gets to the one mile of Gatlin. It's like, I don't understand it. Takes the right. Like, dude, just keep going straight. Just keep. And uh, so after they keep going, they run over a kid, man. Yep. Kid. Now, I wanted to go back and pause this because it looked like the kid was... Like, uh, like when you get possessed and your body kind of shoots up and your head goes up like that, you know, that's how it looked like he was kind of just floating in the middle of the road. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I wanted to pause it and go back and look, but I tried it and the movie started all over again. So I was like, fuck this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he like, it wasn't that deep. Yeah. But it looked like he was standing there possessed in the middle of the road by he who walks behind the rows, kind of just leading these outlanders mm-hmm. to the place. But they smacked the shit out of that kid. Ah, yeah. I think they showed it, like, a lot, too, didn't they? Yeah. Him hitting the car, flipping over the car, and then 60 rolls on the ground. And uh, that's a callback to... I don't know if it's a callback to, but that happened in another Stephen King movie called uh, Thinner. Thinner. You ever seen that where it's about a fat dude who uh, runs over, like, an Indian guy's wife, and then her husband's, like, this 100-year-old fucking, like, chief, this Indian chief, or a gypsy? And he puts a curse on this fat dude and makes him skinny. Oh. Like, scary skinny. Oh, shit. That's, that's the whole plot. That's how that one starts, though. But Except that dude, he's just getting topped off by his woman. Oh, when shit. he runs over this, like, gypsy lady. <laughs> so I'm always like, was he getting? No, no, no. That was a different movie. No, no. <laughs> these two were just fucking bullshitting with the radio or something. The map. They couldn't find the, uh, they couldn't find Gatlin on the map. Gatlin Bro, how much on the map. dick would it suck to have to read a map to go everywhere? Have you ever had to do that? Yeah. Yeah. My, my uncle, uh. He's a hunter. He hunts, and I used to go with him hunting. And he would pull out these fucking maps and hand me the map. Recently, I just went with him recently. And uh, I have to read the maps, and I have to figure out. I look at the map, kind of see, and it sucks, man. It really does suck because. Doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. You just you see a whole bunch of shit, and then there's times where I'm going, and then it just ends because there's a river right in front of us. And he's like, can't go this way. I'm like, well, on the map. The map says we can. (laughs) (laughs) Really, all the map does is point you in a direction, right? You never really know where the fuck you're at. You kind of just go, well, it's supposed to be that way-ish. This way-ish, yeah. Like, these set of trees in the map look familiar. Because it's not like there's a little dot that shows. It's not like a mall map that shows you are here. Yeah, no. It seems very inconvenient. You just have to read, uh, you've got to read the street signs, man. And some of those street signs are like 150 East and Nay Street. Like you got to walk like 100 feet in the wrong direction just to see that like, oh, oh okay. Fuck. This is where we're at. Got to go the other way. <laughs> but no. So yeah, they're reading a map. That's how they run this kid over. And the husband, I should probably look up these fucking guys' names. There's only two of them, so it's not like it's going to be hard to remember. Bert. Bert, yeah. You already knew the names. Yeah, Bert. Bert was a, he's a doctor, so he gets out and he looks at the kid. He flips the kid over and notices, oh shit, 
this kid's throat has been cut hey, you deliberately. Know, the, the, pest, the pessimist in me would have just assumed, like, even if the kid's throat was cut, like, oh, it's because I ran him over the car, his throat cut. Yeah. That's what happens to people when they get hit by cars. His throat just gets cut. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm not going to lie. I would have I would have kept driving. Ooh, that, that's a tough one. I, I would have kept driving, man. For one, we're already lost in the Yeah, in the middle town. of nowhere, bro. Yeah. Cornfield, nobody around, no cameras. No houses, nothing. No houses. Kid in the middle of the road was just uh, <clears throat> levitating there. I'm not going to stop. I'm... I would definitely, <laughs> I would never drive through the middle of the country again. Yeah. I would keep going. <laughs> yeah. I would drive around that entire state. Not going to Nebraska no time soon. Nah, dude, I'd drive past Mexico or some shit every time. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, like, you're going to call the cops. You're probably going to go to prison, even if it's unintentional. Yeah, yeah. You're going to go to jail for manslaughter, I think, it's when you do it on accident, right? Yeah, and you'll get hit with intentive driving, which is where you're not paying attention. I got one of those. Hmm. Yeah, I know. I try not to break the law, but the law... Needs to be broken. <laughs> Sometimes the law's just in the goddamn way. Uh, but man, what had me really confused was he tells his wife, he noticed that the kid's throat's cut. Mm-hmm. And he goes and tells his wife, get in the car. There's something seriously wrong. Like he knows this kid was murdered. Yeah. And then instead of just kind of getting the fuck out of there, he does, what, what do we call it? The. The white people do. Oh, yeah, WPS. Yeah. White people syndrome. He does that. He's got WPS out the ass, and he's like, you know what? The kid's throat was cut. I'm going to grab me a tire iron and walk out into this cornfield and see if anybody's there. And then he finds this blood-covered briefcase. He's got this weird itch, but his white people syndrome doesn't let him respond to it, so he calmly just walks out of the corn and goes back to the car. Where his wife was almost murdered. Yes. And then... Even more questionably, doesn't he grab a sheet, wrap the dead kid's body up, puts it in the trunk of the car, and then they keep going? If you do not look more like a murderer now. Son. <laughs> son. If that's not something that is exclusive to your people on God, mm-hmm. I would never. There's no way. You wouldn't see a black family do this. You wouldn't see a Hispanic family do this. Nope. But then again, I mean, I get it. It's compassionate. He think, He's thinking like, all right, let me send this child, you know, home to his family. Yeah. He's going to own up to his mistake. But, well, actually, at this point, he's convinced that somebody else has killed this kid. Yeah. But that's really fucking shaky ground, bro. <laughs> yeah. I just found this kid with his throat cut, and then I hit him with my car, and now he's in my trunk wrapped up in a blanket. Yeah. Like, like bro. Ridiculous logic, but I love it for the fucking sake of our entertainment. You gotta just think about what what the guys are going through. You know what how people are thinking in the eighties. Yeah, you know, it's like it's like eighty four, right? Oh, eighty four, eighty four. So you gotta think that maybe people back there they're a little bit more compassionate for people. And he was a doctor, so maybe he yeah. thought, you know, I can explain this. But you're in the middle of the fucking country, bro. You don't know what this town is like. They could have been, you know, Hills Have Eyes or fucking Texas Chainsaw Massacre for all you do. Yeah. They could have Jesus. just wanted to do mob justice and just strung your ass up in the middle of the town square. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. And it gets even more, <clears throat> I mean, it gets even more questionable when they get into Gatlin. But no. So, they get into Gatlin. Yeah. And his woman is instantly like, yo, 
fuck this place, dude. Instantly. It's empty. Yeah. What are we doing here, man? Yeah. And he's like, no, no, don't worry. We'll find something. I just need a phone. And I think he even, like, hears kids laughing or some shit. Uh, yeah, when he's in the, I think it's the cafe. Nope, nope. He goes into the cafe where everybody was murdered. And it's uh-huh. just littered with fucking corn. Corn's everywhere. He goes to use the phone. Phone's dead. And sees kids outside the window. And the kids take off running. And he tells his wife, uh, uh, Vicky, what's her name? Vicky, get in the car. Don't let him get away. We're going to chase him down. And it looks like he's about to run over another motherfucking kid. <laughs> <laughs> he just got that itch, bro. It happened one time and now it just doesn't stop. I got him. I got him. No. So see, him seeing the kids kind of made him... Uh, like there's people here, you know, they, there's kids, they gotta have parents, you know, and, and whatnot. You know, I don't want to do play by play of the movie. I'm trying to get away from that. But so like in the books, it's explained that this has happened like 10 years prior. Yeah. In the movie, how far do you think? Like it was three years. They said three years. Yeah. There was, there was some, uh, she found something in the house. And she was like, this was from three years ago. Ah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, because I think it's the same thing that after this, they stumble upon the church and he finds like all the fucking weird corn stuff everywhere. Yeah. And the fucking, the picture and the, oh, that was in town hall with that. There's a lot of foreshadowing. Demonic picture in there. Yeah. Because even when he finds uh, the kid that he ran over his briefcase, doesn't he have like uh, some like weird corn talisman or some shit i didn't know if that was like for his safety like if he made that for his safety or if that was like placed in there by the the he who walks behind the rose it was probably his own thing man because like if you think about it how like even if you're not super religious but you're raised i'm assuming some type of catholic christian some shit so a bible to you is still it's a bible yeah so even that kid, you know, being raised on this religion, even if it is bullshit, you know, he's still going to hold that thing just in the same regards as we'd hold a Bible. His corn cross. Like, you can't just toss the motherfucker in the garbage can. Yeah. But people could sure roll up with the pages, man. And exactly. Y'all are going, Hell no. <laughs> you want to really talk to God? <laughs> no, but so, yeah, he started, there's foreshadowing of all this corn stuff. And isn't it at this point, what happens in the church? Because I know her car gets attacked, right? Yeah. They, uh, like, try to steal her car or something. Does he walk in on a ceremony? Yeah. At the end, he walks in on a kid's 19th birthday, and he's got the pentagram fucking getting carved into his chest, and they're about to drink out of his blood. Some real Waco shit. Yeah, and these are, like, the older kids, like, running this whole, like, mass, right? Yeah. But in, like, the the bleachers or the pews, whatever they call them, there's uh, young-ass kids. Just all, yeah, real like, children. Like, like, 10 and under, right? <laughs> yeah. And they're more or less just, like, observers. They don't really know what the fuck's going on, I'm yeah, assuming. Yeah, they're just watching. They're just being led by... You know, all the adults are gone, and you know, if you're a kid, you're going to look for some role model, and you're going to look for the next guy who's older than you. Mm-hmm. So now they're just watching these cultists. <laughs> Fucking. <laughs> and yeah, and uh, and then it's at this point where he hears his woman's car getting attacked, right? 
Um, yeah, they're rummishing through their stuff. I take it back. Before they even do that shit, don't they, um... No, no, I'm lying, bro. Because first thing is they leave the church and they find that, like, farmhouse. Yeah, because they agree to leave. They agree to leave. She's like, let's get out of here. And he's like, you know what? You're right. And they're driving towards Hemingford and somebody shuts the door in that old house and he stops the car. Now, this part I remember because he slams on the brake so hard that the body in the back hits. And she was like, what is that? And he was like, oh, it's just my bag. You sure? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so they stop there at the house and that's when they find Sarah, the girl who writes, who draws. And that's another thing with uh, um, Stephen King. Now that I think about it with, with the girl that draws. It was... Um, Red Rose uh-huh. uh, was another movie he did with a girl, and she had visuals, and she would draw, but they would actually, like, she drew, like, meteors falling on a house, and when she would draw it, the meteor would fall right as she got done drawing it. Yeah, but this girl, she just kind of sees what's happening, kind of, that's so Raven. Well, I've seen Red Rose, and um, the, the little girl, she wasn't in the book. Who? Sarah? Yeah. In the Children of the Corn book? Yeah. What? They, uh, I know, I figured, so in the book, it's literally the entire movie is told from the vantage point of the couple, of the husband. So we're kind of seeing the kids and shit are like this existential threat. They're just coming and we don't know anything. The only thing we're given is the clues like the corn, no parents. Oh, now these kids are trying to kill me. Huh. And Yeah. Spoiler alert, the guy dies at the end of the book. And his woman. What? Yeah, it's a real fucked up story. Do they get burned in the... There's the, no closure. Does the he... Oh, so he behind the road. Bro, the wife him? gets crucified and her eyes get taken out. Woo! The book is way better than the movie. That's what I'm saying. It's one of those, like, bleak, you know, all abandon all hope type stories. So the Can movie is definitely... They had to flip it because clearly they weren't going to do that. Yeah. So if you're here with us right now, definitely do the audio book first. Because the auto audio book seems to be the book in general seems sounds to be better. Fire. Yeah, it sounds way better than the fucking movie. I mean, eyes getting ripped out, crucified, yeah, crucifixion. Yeah. What happened to Bert? Uh, Bert keeps on fighting the good fight because his woman gets crucified, and like I said, they're fighting. And after he finds her dead body, he's kind of like, "Thank God they got that bitch." <laughs> better you than me, bitch. Pretty much. <laughs> But now, so yeah, so we get these, the reason the movie put these kids in is just so we can get the perspective of the kids. Gotcha. So we can get the inner workings of the group and shit. They can build on that and the hierarchy with Malachi and Isaac. Uh. That's literally the only reason the kids are in the movie. Okay, okay. And they're giving exposition, like when they're, the people are like, who is the blue man? Who is he who walks behind the rose? Yeah. Who's in charge? And the kids are kind of this like encyclopedia of knowledge. That's yeah. why they're there. And why they're added to the story. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go listen to the book after this. And I didn't read any of this. This is just like me kind of like assuming that's all that shit is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they meet these these young kids. And they're kind of like rebels. They're like, we don't fuck with those kids, yo. Yeah, they said no music. That's not cool. They said no games. That's not cool. We don't, we're not fucking with that. Yeah, they're like, this religion's like the guys from Footloose. They yeah. don't believe in fun. Yeah. <laughs> So these kids are like Kevin Bacon's, bro, pretty much. Yeah, rebels. Whoa. And it's at this point, it's when um, Linda Hamilton's character, Vicky, she's like, I'm going to chill with these kids. You go look around town and see what you can find, right? Because oh, Bert leaves. Never. 
Yeah. That's when he bumps into that whole little mass. Uh, and the then church. he goes back to the house, and that's why it's getting attacked. Yep, and and Vicky's getting <laughs> drug out. She Vicky already got attacked and drug out, and he comes back. And uh, I don't I don't know if he if if the, uh, if the girl's still there or, or how that played out, but he's they got away. I think the kids yeah, hit her some shit. Yeah, they and then he came back and was like, "Oh, what the hell?" And they're like, "Yeah, they took her to the corn to be with he who walks behind the rose." And he's like, can you show me? And they're like, mm-hmm. I don't think so. They're kind of scared to show him and take him there. Mm-hmm. And it's also before that, though, because that's when the whole Outlander part happens, when these kids are, like, chasing him through the town. Yeah. And he gets hidden in the bunker. But before that happens, he's kind of just hiding behind buildings and shit. And that's when Malachi, my boy Carrot Top, he does his mm-hmm. Outlander speech. <laughs> And uh, I'm not going to repeat the voice. <laughs> I want to, but I'm not. And uh, so, yeah. So then he goes into a basement where these kids have, like, a bunker. Yeah. They're patching him up because he had gotten stabbed by the crazy bitch in the church. Mm-hmm. Had stabbed him. So he's getting patched up now, which, you know, it's kind of confusing because I see him use his left arm. And then all of a sudden he can't use his left arm. And then it's like he remembers that he can. And his left arm starts. And then he's like, oh, wait, I can't. So he's kind of forgotten that he's gotten stabbed hey he's playing with the kids bro it's all part of his tactic yeah he's like oh no this arm does a psych pop <laughs> nah, drops a kid bro oh uh, fucking dope that's what he actually did but i don't think that was i think it was just continuity error yeah yeah <laughs> uh so yeah they're starting to figure shit out now and uh and uh that's when fucking he talks to kids into taking them to the cornfield where Sarah, they set it up like they were going to do the book because she's like tied up on like a crucifix, right? Yeah. Getting ready to be uh, crucified, I guess. But but they had the other guy up there and it looked like he just starved to death. Well, yeah. I think in the books, they like gouged her eyes out and like stuffed them with corn and shit. Oh. Yeah. Savage. But, um, and uh, also at this time, so from the kids' vantage point, we're learning that there's a power struggle. Yeah. Currently amongst the kids between Isaac and Malachi. Whereas they both are hardcore believers, right? Yeah. But Isaac is more pacifist, I would say, if he could be. Mm-hmm. He's kind of more laid back. Yeah. I think they're both psychos. But Malachi sure. is definitely more like, I want to just murder everybody gruesomely. Yeah, he's definitely got that murder thing down. Isaac's more like, uh, we're just going to let uh, him behind the rose handle that and see what he's going to do with you. Like, we're going to kill all these people because we had to? Because there was a corn famine, right? Yeah, it was a corn drought. There was something that they were, there was like little hints about that, like in newspapers and shit. Yeah. And supposedly that's why they killed everybody to stop the famine. Yeah, I guess it had to do with their blood, their their parents' blood. Because they put all the parents' bodies in the cornfield, in right? In the cornfield, yep. And that's what that's something that happened in the book, bro. That was dope. <laughs> like the kid when they friend when they first find a kid, they're like, "Where are your parents?" And they're like, "They're in the corn." What do you like mean? a party? Yeah. Are they working? What, what do you mean? <laughs> what, what do you mean? They're in the corn. And we know what the fuck it is, but still, that shit's dope, bro. Like, yeah. the anticipation of building it up, like, oh, God. Yeah. yeah. You just picture that shit. <laughs> <clears throat> but no, so, yeah, Isaac and Malachi are having this power struggle where 
I don't know if you could say that Malachi has more favor or if Malachi's people are just more active. Um, I think Malachi's people were just more psycho or just more. I think they're more scared. I mean, I think they're more they're going to listen to Malachi over Isaac, even though <laughs> Isaac's getting these visions. Malachi's taking action on people. Yeah, it's more like uh, if Isaac was the president. And Malachi was kind of his general, right? And yeah. he was the one who he actually sent out to do damage. Yeah. And so the kid, the older kids respected Malachi a lot more for that, I think. Yeah, for sure. So that's why, you know, there's a point where Malachi finally takes power from Isaac, right? Yeah. They uh, crucify or get him all set up on the corn. They cut Vicky down and put Malachi up. They string his ass up. In the place. Or Isaac. Yeah, Isaac's the little dude. Malachi's the redhead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they put Isaac up in there and string him up. And that's when uh, they start hearing... This is when we find out that he who walks behind the rose isn't bullshit. Yeah, no, it's a, he is for real. Because doesn't the... Don't they... What happens? Don't they... Isn't there like a storm that comes out of nowhere? Yep, big giant-ass storm that comes. Dark clouds are coming. Wind's picking up. Corn's going crazy. And Isaac's all like, I did everything you said. Yeah. <laughs> He does a bunch of, like, high-pitched no's. Yeah. There's a whole bunch of, uh... No! <laughs> no! You'll be punished! You'll be punished! You do that voice perfect, bro. You'll be punished! <laughs> and then we get the best shot of the movie when lightning strikes the goddamn, like, cross they had him strung up on. Yeah. And it launches the cross, like, 30 feet in the fucking <laughs> air. While Isaac is still like this. Like, strung up, arms out, bro. And you just see the fucking cross fly up in the air and come down. Yeah. And they had to really have done that. It was dope. (laughs) And mind you, it's not cool like Avengers cool. It's like they really just launched like a dummy on a crucifix like 30 feet in the fucking air. Yeah. Uh, uh, Yeah, this is when shit starts getting real, though. Yeah, because now Isaac comes back. As like the embodiment of he who walks behind the rose, and his hair like white. He's got horns, or it looks like kind of horns coming out of his head. Maybe it might be. He looks like the singer from My Chemical Romance and the Black Parade song. Yeah. <laughs> like just white hair, all black. This little goth kid, and now he's got like the fucking uh, Darth Vader voice going. Yeah, he wants you to, Malachi. He wants you to. <laughs> And Malachi just straight up bitches out. And this, I didn't like this part because he kind of does this, like, fucking throat grab on Malachi. And it just makes that, like, throat snapping sound. Yeah. It was real lazy, bro. They should have done some shit to Malachi. He should have got a fatality out of Mortal Kombat. I remember when me and my girl were watching this now. This comes back to the thing of where all my jokes just have to revolve around buttholes. <laughs> what if, like, part of the ceremony was, like, they just put, it like, a corn up your ass? Just here you go. Corn of the cob. <laughs> Like he should have just been like fucking impaled by corn, like right up the. Or he's sitting there with his corn out and a slop on my nut, like corn on the. <clears throat> uh, so the kids fucking. So yeah, so Isaac mercs Malachi. Does he kill anybody else, or is it just him? It's just him. And then all the people take shelter in a barn house, right? Yeah. And that's when we get exposition on the blue man. It's a guy in a cop uniform who's struck up in the cornfield. Yeah, went to go see a minister. Figured out that the he who behind he who walks behind the rose is a demonic, or I, I wouldn't even say a demonic, but like a uh, 
What would you? What am I looking here for? Like he was, like a sacrifice was given, and he was came to bring the corn or something. I don't know. I don't know he was a. Uh, what are those called? Like a demigod, a deity, an evil deity. Yeah, there you go. Something like that, you know, some false idol, according to this type of religion. And uh, yeah, I think before that though, weren't this? This is like the Bible Belt. So this town is like hardcore. You know, I'm assuming. Really? What? How? What would you? How would you like satire? Like what those sermons would have been like. <laughs> Rejoice, brothers, for he will be coming. He will return in his name. Just like the guy on the name. radio. <laughs> Just like the guy on the radio when they were in the car. You ever seen a movie called The Last Exorcism? Yeah. It's pretty much what that guy does. When he's like saying, like, I can make a sermon about uh, how to make eggs. First you get the pain. (laughs) And then you walk into the kitchen. Fit the oil. Turn the height to medium height. (laughs) My brothers. Everybody's just fucking like acting like they're possessed by like the spirit. (laughs) Anyways. But yeah, so that's pretty much like what this town was like, I'm assuming. Which is why... Isaac was able to, you know, these kids are familiar with that type of shit. Yeah. So by the time Isaac does the same thing, and with that fucking voice, bro, he probably had me killing my parents. Yeah, for sure. For sure, dude. I, I believe in him. He's seen it. I believe it. He's got the sight. He's got the sight. He's the chosen. <laughs> so, but yeah. Anyways, how the fuck did I get there? Uh, We were just thinking about what they're religion was like and how their sermon went yeah yeah so they're all hiding in the barn <clears throat> oh because we were talking about the blue man oh yeah so we learned from the kids once again the kids are exposition machines yeah. the blue man tried to burn down the cornfield then who stopped him and they all stop and do this like uh fucking sitcom moment malachi they all malachi. do it <laughs> they all say it like in unison <laughs> And uh, that's when the guy's like, oh, okay, so all I got to do is burn down the corn to stop this thing. Oh. Seems like a stretch, but... So they do this elaborate plan, and also, there's like a storm outside. That's why everything's like, this is like crucial, climax. Everything's got to happen quick. Everything's happening. Tornado's coming is what it seems like. And we never see Isaac at this point. Never. He doesn't, he could easily just walk into this barn and just smoke everyone. With the fucking Darth Vader grip that he has. Yes, but he never walks into the goddamn barn. No. So instead, these people have time to orchestrate a plan, learn this story. Bert runs out to the middle of the goddamn cornfield and turns on a gas pump, connects a hose, gets entangled by some corn. Yeah, that was that was starting to get a little stretched to me when the when the corn started to have this Jumanji feel to it, and it was wrapping up their legs and yeah. And uh, <clears throat> he gets saved by the little boy. Uh, Job. 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 <laughs> well, I thought it was Joey. Is it just Job? Yeah, it's just Job. J-O-B. My boy. That's not my J-O-B. That's no. a man's name, bro. <laughs> Job. Nah, but so he tells Job, like, hey, go connect this hose now that you're here. Hold on, yeah. First off, when he's cutting him out of the corn, he's like, Job, <clears throat> what are you doing here? Get back with the other kids. Get out of here. And he frees himself from the corn, and then literally, like, four seconds later, Job, I need your help. Connect this over here. If I was Job, I'd have been like, I just helped you, you fuck. Yeah, like, what the fuck? You just told me to get out of here. I hope the corn grabs you again, <laughs> penetrates you this time. There's a lot of corn penetration going on in this. <laughs> a lot. 
But uh, so yeah, so they turn the gasoline on, and I can't remember how do they light it. Does he have a match or some shit? He makes a, a Molotov. Oh yes, of course. Makes a Molotov, throws the Molotov, and he fucking misses. Misses. Doesn't even break the Molotov. And you know what? Job goes to grab it. He stands there. This is definitely the ultimate <laughs> dad move, bro. Like he kind of like has his hands on his hips, and he's like, "Go grab that." Go get it. Fuck. Go get that. And he comes back, doesn't he? He's like, don't miss this time. Yeah. <laughs> Legend, bro. And he launches it. A Patrick Mahomes throw. Because that's my boy, Patty Mahomes. And he launches it. Perfect throw. 96 yards. And it splatters everywhere. The whole field gets cut on fire. These people set a cornfield on fire. All they kept thinking about was like, I wonder how they filmed that, and if like somebody really just let them set their corn on fire. Yeah, go ahead, set my corn on. It says we're we're not gonna. Uh, what do they fucking cut it down? I'm not gonna cut it down this year. Yeah, burn it. Fuck that. That was thousands of dollars. That would have made. That's what that. I'm saying, bro. That's somebody's like <laughs> fucking livelihood and shit. They, that whole town could have came back up off that corn. And um, so yeah, and that's stops it pretty much. Doesn't that like kill Isaac? Evil Isaac. And before that, even though, he gives this, Bert gives this speech to all the kids. And he pretty much, like, snaps them loose of he who walks behind the rose with the power of love. Huh. Or the power of suggestion. Oh, yeah. When he wants to kill, he was like, this is what he wanted. <clears throat> he and pretty he much gives all the kids a philosophy lesson and they all, like, absorb it. Because, you know, that's what kids would do. Yeah. And they're like, you know what? Be your own person. Yeah. He turns into like a spiritual guru. <laughs> Don't follow what religion tells you. Do what you know is right in your heart. That's and funny. all the kids go, yeah. Yeah. This guy's right. Huh. Nobody's like, ever said it like that before. I like music and I like playing games. I like dancing. <laughs> I don't like killing my parents. I miss yeah. my parents. Killing my parents was bad. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It is corny. And that works because that's like at that point, that's when most of the kids are like, all right, we're not going to murk you. Yeah. They're like, we're on your side now. So, but yeah. So they burn the field, defeat he who walks behind the rose. Isaac does like, I can't remember what happens to him. Does he do like a fucking, no. I don't know, but I think he might have. I picture like a South Park. No! <clears throat> I picture like a Cartman from South Park. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> and yeah, so then they go to Bert's car, him and the two kids, right? Yeah, Job and Sarah. And his wife. And Vicky. And isn't their car all like beat up and covered in corn and shit? Which, when do they have time to fucking do that? He walks behind the road. I guess there's no the music time. or dancing, so yeah, that's all they, they, can, all they can do the is just world. tag the whole fucking town in corn. <laughs> you know, now <clears throat> I'm thinking about it at the end scene, you know, they're all at the car hugging and stuff, and they still have this dead body in the trunk. All right, nobody talks about the kid in the trunk. Just though. forgotten about. He doesn't ask, hey, do you and that's Job and Sarah's, I think, either best friend or older brother. I think it was a friend. And uh yeah, no fucks are given. No fucks. Just forgot all about this kid whose throat slit in the trunk who just got hit by a car. I can't remember the kid's <laughs> name, but they all got like religious names. What if the guy was like, what if the little boy was like, hey, did you see what happened to Jebediah? Jebediah. Uh, oh, no. I think he went to the town over. Yeah, right. 
They show him a picture. Oh, he. <clears throat> I think he might have escaped. I didn't see him. Well, <laughs> probably somewhere in Reno. <laughs> but so the last little jump scare of the movie is that there's a chick in the back seat, the one who was running the mass, who was carving the symbol in the kid's chest. Yep, drinking the blood. Psycho bitch. I feel like Malachi's right hand man. Definitely like a sub boss for Malachi. Yeah. And uh, Bert handles it the best way he can. And he just literally slams the door in the bitch's face. Says, oh, fuck, she's out cold. Knocks her unconscious with the goddamn car door. And then they kind of all do this, like, once again, it's very sitcom to me, where they kind of all wrap their arms around each other in, like, a chain link, like, four-man thing. Yeah. And they all just kind of say this corny joke, and they walk off, and the credits start rolling. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> I think that he actually knocked the bitch out on camera. I think that was an accident. How Impossible. hard, how how close she was, because how he seemed, how after it hit, he was like concerned, like oh shit, and then got in the car and was like, she's out cold. It was probably one of those two shot things where like the initial shot, <clears throat> like they had done it a couple of times, and he finally got it close enough, and he's like. <laughs> you know, just that little surprise face, like, oh, that looked real as fuck. Oh, shit. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so that's Children of the Corn, man. Um, <clears throat> I'm like you. I really liked this movie when I was growing up. And running it back, you know, it holds up. It's what yeah. I remember. It's yeah. definitely a made-for-TV movie. For sure. It's not like, you know what I'm saying? It's not The Conjuring. It's not Insidious. Yeah. It's not the blood-fucking-show that the Saw movies or Hostel was. It's an 80s, you know, campy horror movie. It's like Friday the 13th, the original ones. But I think its premise is unique enough to put it slightly above, you know, just a basic-ass slasher movie. Yeah, for sure. I'm waiting for the inches. <clears throat> waiting for the inches. Let's go ahead and break it down, man. So what do you give it? Five. Whoa. Five inches. That's the biggest rating I've given on the podcast is a five. I sign off on that. I won't go five because, like I said, the fact of how I think a lot of 80s movies are going to suffer from this, that just the look of it, not enough gore for me, Um, but just in terms, it's better than a three. It's a four for me. Okay. I'll give it a four because I would run this back. Oh, for sure. I would watch it again. I watched it with my kids and I was a little terrified. I was a little scared for myself to watch it with my kids because I was like, these motherfuckers are going to know that they could team up and kill me. Yeah. Let's not give them any ideas. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, just thinking about that. So a lot of the parents, they didn't just get, they got poisoned. Yeah, a lot of them Which is fucked up. Because you think, you're like, my kid couldn't take me. They could poison you. Easily. While you're incapacitated and then kill you. Yeah. Fuck. God, dude. Jesus. I will will say this, though, now that some, I think um, there was another Children of the Corn. I think maybe the second one where they were in a hospital and these kids ran a table down with a knife at the end and cut somebody clean in half against the wall. I've seen that in a couple movies. Yeah, I like when they do that. That was in The Omen. That was in that. I'm pretty sure I've seen it some other places, but yeah. That's always a classic when they just pull the table down and slam it. You've seen Children of the Corn where they're in the hood? No. It's like the third one, I think. That would be interesting. They're like in the inner city and like there's some preacher kid that's like preaching to black kids. What? 
I'm gonna have to check that. And whatever. he's got like an older white. Bro- it's like a black kid with an older white like foster brother or reversed. I can't remember something like that. How do you think that would hold up here in our in our town? What like if yeah. somebody tried to talk all the kids into murking people? Yeah, or if the kids try to <laughs> to murk us, dude. You think? I think we're in a. I think we we're surrounded by enough lunatics already that they would just shoot the kids and we'd be fine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on, man. We're in the middle of the country where guns are beloved. Yeah. <laughs> but so we're... Well, I didn't see no guns there in Nebraska. In no. Gatlin, Nebraska. I kind of want to see if there is a Gatlin, <clears throat> Nebraska and kind of drive by. I have been to a town that's kind of similar, uh, hunting with my uncle out there. It it, it was out no, by Arkansas. And uh, it's this place called Foots. It's a trucker's uh, dining place. Really good food. Oh, like homemade, like someone's grandma's back there cooking mm-hmm. um but it's kind of set up it's like a really small town population of like 800 and everybody's just got cornfields out there so it kind of did bring me back to like a, a like a kind of like a memory like damn this i always think about that every time because we live in the city so there's not like corn and shit around here but when you do get to those like rural areas i do think about that yeah, I mean that's that's what Stephen King fucking does, bro. Every time you see a Saint Bernard, you think of Cujo. Mm-hmm. Anytime you see those old classic cars, well, this is a little bit of a stretch, but Christine comes to mind for those. Yeah, hotels, The Shining. Yeah, like he has that thing. Clowns, it just it just keeps going, bro. Yeah, he he definitely know he's a master. He needs to be in a Hall of Fame of writers easily, bro. All of his stories, man, he's taken over like something. Yeah. Stephen King's a great author. Shout out to Stephen King. Yeah. But, all right, guys, so that's going to wrap it up for the portion where we talk about the movies. Uh, I'm not really sure where we're going. This is always kind of, like, vague for me. I feel like I can prepare better for this part, but. This is all, I call this the STS. What's that? Shoot the shit. Shoot the shit. Shoot the shit segment. Try to say that quick. Shoot the shit. Ooh, shoot the shit segment. Shoot the shit segment. Shoot the shit segment. I like that, though. Shoot the shit. <laughs> Just have, like, gun effects. <laughs> Just have a fart noise. Shoot the shit. <laughs> I like it, bro. So how's the streaming been going, man? Uh, it's going good, bro. Uh, I just hit... Uh, one of my videos just hit 1.3 thousand uh, views. No shit. Yeah. So that was cool, man. My uh, Getting to look through, I get to see where it's come from, like, 15 people have viewed. 40 people have viewed, and then I jumped up to like 480 people have viewed, 800 people, and then I hit my first 1.3 thousand, and that was legit. Now, it's not 1.3 thousand people watching me at once. It's just people having to have clicked on it. Who have clicked on it, and then let's say if they went back and then came back, that would have been like two views. But for someone to do that 1.3 thousand times, mm-hmm. you know, that was kind of <laughs> legit. So it's cool. I'm well, having- that's cool, because that's people you don't know, and you know it. Yeah. Um, I'm having troubles with my computer right now. I need to get a new computer, but besides that, man, I got, I'm going to paint a section of my wall green so I can have a green screen behind me. And then uh, instead of just being like a floating head, yeah, I'd probably just get my whole body in there somewhere. Mm-hmm. So but are you using the- your phone for a camera or do you have a, Oh man, I have a, I have a PlayStation camera. How I have it set up is so fucking bootlegged. So I have my PS4 camera and I live stream Twitch on my PS4. And then that's automatically connected to my account. And then I open up my phone and go to my Twitch app and I view my video and I copy the link. 
I go to Facebook Gaming, I put in the link, and then it I hit go live, and it mirror screens my phone. So then I just go back to my video, and I hold my video up, and I place it there. So it's like going from my phone, then screen mirroring it to Facebook. I lost you halfway through there, but I think that's the point. Yeah, it's fucking a lot, dude. <laughs> uh, I get you, man. No, it's... No stranger, bro. That's how this shit is set up. I mean, I got my camera. I got the mics plugged into this. And it's all separate. It's all got to be, like, bastardized together like that. So I feel you. Yeah. Um, but it's cool, man. I fucking... I love doing it, man. Every time I get hella views, like, if I get, like, nine people watching me, man, I always I always shout out fucking Dead Taco Podcast. Not because it's the only podcast that I know or that you're my friend, but it's just that I do it because... You're my friend, and it's the only podcast that I know. <laughs> hey, man, and I appreciate it, bro. Uh, but no, nah, like, doesn't it feel, this shit feels productive, bro. Like, it feels better than just, you know, going to work and going home and not doing shit. Yeah, it does. It, it, it is, it does give you a feeling of accomplishments. And then especially when you can, I'm pretty sure you could go and, and see how many people have viewed it and stuff. And when you're like, if you go and check one day, you had 40 views, and then you go and you look, and you're like, oh, shit, that jumped up to 50. Like, that just gives you, like, some, like, type of motivation. Like, oh. That's how I feel with uh, the TikToks I post. Because I post, like, clips on TikTok, right? And that's where I get the most uh, interaction. And on TikTok, bro, I could post a clip. And on average, they get 150 views. But I want to say, like, about a third of them get, like, 600 plus. Woo! Hell yeah. And, like, you know, 80 likes, fucking 50 likes, shit like that. And it's always dope to me because... You know, on TikTok, there's a lot of females that just post, like, twerk videos and shit, or there's people dancing, or there's something, like, you know, there's just some pull. So, for people to watch what we do, it's literally just talking, bro. It's literally the picture of us just speaking, and motherfuckers fuck with it. And they like that shit. And for me, that's like, all right, that's cool. That's just my personality, or your personality, whoever, you know, the highlight of the clip was, is what's pulling people in. Just the death taco itself, man. What we talk about, there's a whole bunch of horror fanatics out there, and they have... You know, everybody has their own opinion about stuff, and they love to hear other people's opinions or point of views, and that's what we do. We give our opinions, our point of views. Oh, that sucked. That was cool. It didn't have enough blood, and people are like, yeah, you know, I agree with them. Like, they're right. Yeah, dude. Like, for me, I think what pull is different about what I do is I look more of the comedic aspect. Like, I have my, my brain works weird, bro. Like, I always think of bits, like, during horror movies. Like, because uh, I want to get to where I talk with my cousins about doing, like, short films and shit. Kind of like uh, 10 minute like Facebook videos or something. That's what I want to do. Like just any weird thought that I got, like something that's cheap and easy to film. Let's just make a little parody film or something. Hell yeah. I I had a, I had wanted to do that kind of make a like short films of like, just have a friend filming and then you and you might have, you know, four other friends and somebody might be clowns or somebody, you know? And just kind of go through and, and do that and just see. I wanted to do how many jump scares. I wanted just like a Kella jump scares happening mm-hmm. so no one could ever just sit in there and see, oh, shit, I was not expecting that. He did it again. What the fuck type shit. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like a machine gun of them. Yeah. You don't ever get the spider pop up on the screen. <sighs> you know, just jump scare the shit out of you. Those always get me, dude. I fucking hate spiders. We should do reaction videos sometime. That'd be dope, dude. That'd be dope. Bro, I got, like, these, like, handful of videos I like watching that, like, are my go-tos to, like, fuck with people. 
Okay. They're like little two or three minute like short films, and it's just the jump scares in them are fucking insane. Because they're just so out of the blue, and it's like such a good little two minute short film that you're like drawn. And when it actually happens, it's always a 100% of the time, it's gonna fuck you. It just gets you every time. (laughs) But no, um, so weird stuff though. Like, we're kind of just like really shooting the shit, but weird stuff. So, I, uh, something weird I learned. So, I was watching UFC fights, right? Uh This past week. Did you watch them by chance? Nope. Well, this dude, the main card was Masvidal and uh, Usman, I think. But in the undercard, it was this this chick from China. Legit Chinese. I can't remember her name. Like, Zay Wong, Lei Wong, some shit like that. She uh-huh. fought some chick from Colorado. And I guess this Asian chick's been the champ for, like, 20 fights straight. Fucking 20 straight wins. Oh, shit. This bitch got kicked in the face, son. She got knocked the fuck out. By the Colorado? By the Colorado chick. Uh, and uh, she took her belt. <clears throat> and the Asian chick got up, bro. Fuming. Kind of like, how dare you stop this fight? I'm fine. And as she's talking to you, and she's all like, <laughs> stumbling and shit. <laughs> and uh, the second that happened, I told my girl. I was like, oh, and my brother-in-law. I'm my brother, uh, Cody. And I was like, um, ah, bro, they're going to kill her entire family in China. Oh, fuck. Like, because you think about that, you know how, like, hardcore China is, right? Yeah. Like, this bitch is representing the entire country of China. Like, she lives in China, I'm assuming. Because that's what they put as her thing and shit when she comes out. Yeah. So, imagine, like, you're representing an entire country, this country that's famous for, like, disappearing motherfuckers and shit. And you get your ass beat by some white chick, like, from the U.S. Can't go home. That's the first thing I thought. What that reminded me of was this video I watched one time. Was, um, you know how the U.S., when they were first trying to launch into the fucking space, they had, like, a rocket explode in the air and everything? Yeah. And it's, like, a world-famous video, right? Everybody's seen that fucking clip. Yeah. Apparently, that happened in China, too. But it's not known. Because what happened was, when the rocket exploded, it was over some small town in China. The debris fucked this town up. Because a rocket fell out of the fucking sky onto this small-ass town, like, the mountains. Yeah. And nobody knows the death toll because what happened was, the second the rocket, it all happened, China sent in, the, like, some team, bro. And they literally threw dirt on top of the entire fucking town. Covered all the bodies. Presumably murked everybody that was in the town that could fucking say it even happened. Oh, shit. Buried it. Just buried the town in dirt. Well, somebody got away if we're talking about it. Evidently. Or maybe some uh, official leaked some information or some shit. Yeah. But that's fucking terrifying, bro. Yeah, that's, that's, that's shitty. I know. It's almost like the U.S. bombing a black community because they were on the uprise in Tulsa, Oklahoma. You're talking about the... Uh, you seen Watchmen? Uh-uh. That's what that's about. Oh, really? That's the opening scene of uh, the Watchmen TV show that's on HBO. It's, uh, yeah, that the fucking clan and the government, or the government and whatever part of Oklahoma that was got together and they just fucking murked the biggest black community in the fucking country. Yeah. I, I haven't seen the movie, but I know that's just a fact. I've yeah, they were, like, supposedly that. able to, like, rival New York and shit, right? Like, yeah. Like, in terms of, like, that type of uh, influence they had. Yeah, like, they were, they were gonna be, like... Huge. They were going to be a Mecca, like yeah. a fucking New York, Chicago type deal. And fucking, nope. 
Bombs. These very specific white people, not white people in general, were having none of it. Yeah, they were like, no, fuck that. No one's better than us. Bomb it. That's fucked up, man. It's really fucked up. Yeah, dude. Fucking this country's weird, man. And it's fucked up that China's burying people because their fucked up rocket blew up. A lot of fucked up places. The world is fucked up in general. You know what the the history of the police department is? Like how it started? I heard this on Rogan, I think. No. Uh, they were created specifically after Lincoln abolished slavery. And in the South, they were created to hunt the slaves that were trying to escape to the North. Oh, shit. That's literally what their initial purpose was. Well, it seems like we need to get rid of the police. They never done me any good, to be honest. Now, how do you fix that? See, <clears throat> what we do, this is what we do right here. Okay, let's hear President Calvin's speech. This is what we do. <clears throat> instead of just one number. <laughs> instead of just one number, you call. Uh-huh. Instead of just 911, you have certain numbers for certain emergencies. Fire. I'm going to say for certain races. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. If you're black, you need to call this number. You're just going to segregate the fucking hotlines, bro. I was like, this is about to get really bad. <laughs> no. Okay, okay. You were saying different emergencies. Different emergency numbers for different situations, right? Uh-huh. So if, if you got your husband beating the shit out of you, maybe you call 622. Mm-hmm. And that'll bring somebody who's specified in that scenario to that situation, right? Yeah. Let's say you got a gunpoint at, at hold, right? Okay, well, you're going to call uh, 844, you know, make it simple numbers or whatever, because they're going to be, because you don't want to call 911 and you don't want to get the rookie out there fucking handing a dispute between a husband and wife and the husband slaps the wife and he's like, oh shit, pow, pow. Like, you're just unexperienced for the situation. So we have different numbers set up for different situations with experienced people in that field to come. Mm-hmm. Instead of just having, you know, your sergeant, instead of just having Malachi and Job ride together, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice callback. Oh, uh, That's how I would kind of, you know, maybe not, you know, that's kind of just an idea. That's something that they could work on. You know, it's having, you can't have a hostage n- negotiator be 911 and have the homicide unit be 911 too and then expect to get the right person from that yeah i mean unfortunately that is what cops is cops jobs are is to be kind of like a one size fits all mm-hmm. it could be something as small as like hey can you do a welfare check or something as big as like there's a guy with a gun inside of a grocery inside of a high school what are you gonna do yeah and um that's kind of the shitty part about when i was a security guard too is like the problems are as easy as like, hey, go put your key in that fire alarm or, oh, my God, this guy just fell off a cherry picker and his head's cracked open on the ground. What are you going to do? Yeah, fuck. <laughs> that was like the the like differences in what – and all I did was took a two-hour CPR class fresh out of high school. And it's like, well, now this dude's life is like, oh. Call, call 411. <laughs> did you Get save him? I wasn't there for that. That oh. was a different shift, but that could have been my problem, which is terrifying. Yeah, that is. I would have probably resigned. And also, that. they gave me uh, AEDs, automatic electric defibrillators that I had to walk around with, which was like this five-pound fucking defibrillator that I carried. And it was always this constant reminder that I might have to fucking shock somebody back after their fucking heart stopped beating at any fucking moment. That's a lot of pressure for Listen, somebody. Listen, sir. 
19 year old Chris, bro. Like, what am I doing here, bro? Everybody, all the other guys were like vets and shit, like guys from the army. And then it's me. I just left Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> How'd you get the job? Somebody outside was handing out flyers. I picked one up. I got the job because I told the guy during the hiring, during the interview, I was like, I'm thinking about going to the fire academy to be a fireman. And that translated to, I already finished the fire academy. <laughs> <laughs> That's legit why I was there. And they found out very quickly that that wasn't the case. And it was, I got to keep the job, but still. Yeah. But anyways, we were talking about, so the police brutality thing. What I think is, um, like I said, during that job, I learned from like a lot of military guys I met that apparently foreign policy, right? So when the guys are overseas, the actual army. Uh Uh-huh. It is a huge motherfucking problem for them to actually use their weapon on somebody on foreign soil. It's a big fucking deal. Like, they cannot... It has to be literally the most dire of circumstances for them to ever shoot someone. Even if they do, it's a massive fucking thing. They're going to be all types of trials. The government's basically going to be like, you're guilty until proven innocent. Yeah. So why is that not the fucking case here? On our goddamn soil, why should there be people allowed to smoke fucking American citizens so freely? And still get paid. Yes. Like, that should be... These motherfuckers are so trigger-happy, bro. It should be, like, literally... You had no other option. Not because the dude's running away and he won't listen to you. Not because you're in a fight and you're getting the shit kicked out of you. Legit, there has to be, like, no other solution you could have had. Yeah. Like, I don't understand how that policy can't be enacted here. <clears throat> it's, it's just because they don't want to, man. That's the thing. They don't, they don't want to until... I'm not going to say that because it might incite some things to happen. So I'm not going to go there with that. But, you know, we I'm just... On, I see both sides, bro. I'm not hardcore on anything. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. But we just, we just got to be better as people. Like, look, man, this is so simple. Everybody knows right from wrong. Yeah. Everybody knows it. When you fuck up, you know you fucked up. Before you do that thing that you fucked up on, you know in the moment beforehand, this isn't right. This is fucked up. You're talking about accountability. Yeah. Accountability. And not just for the person doing it, but we all know people, bro. We know people who are doing bad, are doing dirt, motherfuckers who are doing stuff. And when something happens to that person, low key, it's on you for not letting that motherfucker know, mm-hmm. hey, you probably shouldn't do this. You probably shouldn't do that because this could happen. Yeah. And I'm not going to lie, man. Some people you just kind of let do their thing. Unfortunately. Yeah. You just, I mean, it's, it's a bad, you know, it's, it's, it is what it is, as they would say. Like, I'm. I feel like we're no one to judge, bro. Yeah. Like, motherfuckers got to do what they got to do sometimes to each his own, man. Yeah. I think, you know, there, I mean, and there's always a bigger picture, you know. Someone's selling selling drugs, right? And then you realize, okay, you're selling drugs, but you're not buying cars. You're not, you're not buying guns. What are you doing? Uh, you're paying rent and you're paying bills and putting food on the table. But, yeah, you're still going to be... Like, people do things for certain reasons, and I think if we could figure out the reasons behind that, we could be able to judge people. Or not judge, but, like, 
prosecute or convict people upon that, right? Like, if you're selling drugs to feed your family, hey, man, it's, you know, you can't be selling drugs. Who are you selling drugs to? Oh, you're selling drugs to the crackheads on the corner? Okay. Oh, you're selling drugs to the kids in school? Nah, you got to go, gotta go sit down for that, bud, because that's wrong. Well, that's the hard thing about this is, like, who is to say what's right or wrong? For some people, selling to the crackheads is evil. For True. some people, it might be selling to the kids. Like, it's all, it's all confusing, bro. Yeah. Fuck, man. Why, why are we made like this? Why can't we just be like the aliens? They all get along. <laughs> shooting loads in space. Just shooting loads in space. That's all we got to do, man. Just turn on the anti-gravity and just watch jizz float by. So you were talking about sketch places. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I've been through a, a sketch place, man. I was going to Florida. I was driving to Florida with a friend's dad, and we were driving through Alabama. And uh, and we're driving down this two-way highway, right? And we come through to this little-ass town. And there's this Afro man, really looks like Afro man on steroids, mm-hmm. walking fucking what looks like Michael Vick's pit bulldogs who are fighting champions down the street on these chain linked chain linked uh just chains man wrapped around I mean dude was in a a tank top like me but fucking way more fucking Vin Dieseled out and we stop at this gas station and the dude goes into the gas station too and just leaves his dogs chained up outside and my friend's dad walks in there does the gas and I'm pumping the gas and he's in there taking the time and these dogs are just staring me down. Just most. And I'm just staring the dogs down. Cujo's in my head. I'm like, I'm fucking dead if these dogs get off, right? Fucking squirrel. A squirrel runs out into this fucking gas station. And these dogs lose it. And these dogs start jumping at the squirrel. And the squirrel sees the dogs and books it right towards me. And I'm looking at this motherfucking squirrel like, you better not be coming over here, motherfucker. And these dogs are pushing on their chain. I mean, their fucking veins are popping out. Like, these dogs are on fucking roids, man. And the dogs are coming out. And, and oh, it was just an intense moment for me. And the dude came out. And the dogs are going crazy. And they're pointing at me. And he just looks right at me like I've done some fucked up shit to his dogs. And I'm now looking <laughs> at him. And he's looking at me. And the dogs is barking. <clears throat> Finally, he gets the dogs calmed down, but he doesn't leave his eye contact with me, and he unchanges his dogs, and then starts walking toward me, and fucking walks probably like six feet from me. The dogs aren't barking now; they're they're well trained actually, and uh, just walks right past me. But that whole moment and the whole scenario and me being in this little ass town um, scared me. So we get in the car and we leave, and we start driving down this highway, and fucking in the trees there are dummies hanged. What? There are black dummies hanged in these trees in Alabama in this small-ass town on the way to Florida. Talk about being fucking in a movie. Sir, what a plot twist. Oh, my God. And it just, and it just like, I've never seen anything like it, right? Like, I've seen racism, but never to the point to where they're hanging dummies out of a tree. And it just kind of just like fucking seared into my brain that I'll probably never go to Alabama. Seems questionable. I mean, I know people from Alabama, so I mean, it's, that was obviously just a shitty town. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like I mean, it, and it was small. Like when we were right, I can't. I don't remember the name, but I I knew the population was under a thousand. And it seems, and, and to me, small towns scare the shit out of me, just because how 
you know, if you everybody knows you're the outsider. Everybody knows you're not from there. You know, and that always fucking just kind of fucking scares the shit out of me a little bit. Yeah, that's that's small towns in general, I would assume. Yeah. I've never, like I said, I don't travel a lot, never been outside the city much, so it's hard to envision. But I've also seen a lot of movies, so I understand the possible threats. Yeah. Like, fuck, man. Am I going to run into some children of the corn out here or what? Yeah. Some Texas Chainsaw some Massacre te- yeah. or some shit, bro. Oh, my God. Some Hills Have Eyes, some uh, The Wrong Turn Hillbillies. Yeah, and shit. The Wrong Turn one always pops up in my head. Like, I'm just going to catch some crazy o- or uh, cabin fever. I always think I'm going to catch some rare disease out somewhere in a small town that only they have. And it's just contained <laughs> in their city. <laughs> you know, now I'm in there and I'm exposed to it. Everybody knows about those small town diseases. <laughs> I think this was a good uh, shoot the shit segment. There's something else. What else is there? What else is there? Right, you know what? We might keep this one sh- sweet and short. We need to. Do, I really like once we could get the live audience, man, because the shoot the shit won't be so hard. Yeah. I mean, that and I need to do more homework. Like, I could easily, like, kind of how I thought of, like, the Chinese fucking disappearing thing. That's one of them. Like, I should probably have, like, five of those on deck every week. Which, they're not hard to find. I just gotta, you know, take the time to fucking look for it. How would you search those? Uh, you ever heard of this website called Cracked? No. It's literally an entire website dedicated to, like, just weird, odd facts. Cracked. That's something I think my dad would be on, but he'd be very disappointed at the product. <laughs> Cracked.com. It's Crack. like it's a it's a website dedicated to lists. Top ten this, top twenty that. Oh, okay, I like that shit. And like each of them, like I said, is just a different fun fact. And if you see something weird that you like, you just kind of look more into it and figure it out. I might, I have to, I might bring me some too next time. Yeah, yeah. But with all that being said, man, we already did our plugs and shit. You want to go ahead and do it again for the fuck event? No, but I'll give my. Uh, celebratory salute of Chapato Sun because it's your boy Chapato Sun tune in every day we stream every day multiple times a day on a Twitch that's Chipotle Sun 01 and on Facebook it's just Chipotle Sun come and support your boy come uh come hang out watch with us talk to shit and who knows maybe we'll have a guest exp- a guest uh what is that shit called appearance guest appearance a guest appearance uh Chris a good friend of mine, Chris Jasso, who does a Death Taco podcast, could maybe join up someday. Because I see you have a game system, so, so cross plays. Possibly. I suck ass, though, but I'll try. That's fine. I suck, too. Hell yeah. <laughs> but, guys, thank you, Calvin. Thank you for whoever is here with us. Um, this has been the Death Taco podcast.